another episode of Staccato. We have a guest with us today. This is Sadaf. Um, did you want to introduce yourself? Tell us your major, what you're doing right now. Sure. My name is Sadaf. Um, I am majoring in neuroscience, psychology, and global health. Um, what am I doing right now? Right now, I'm studying for the MCAT. That's mm. pretty much it. I just live, laugh, love MCAT. It's great. <laughs> yeah, all the podcast listeners, um, they listen to me go through that journey. And so they know how miserable it is, but you will make it through. There is an end, believe it or not. Um, I know. So Sadaf and I met through our lab. And so we're part of a behavioral neuroscience lab at ASU. I joined like a year before she did. And now we do our lab meetings every week. And we've both been involved with projects. You actually recently finished your honors thesis. Did you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, so it was really cool. I got to build a new behavioral task and um, I got to, well, I, I helped more so than like built it myself, but I um, did research on like social memory and things like that. It was, it was really cool. It, it sucked doing it, not going to lie, but like it was great being done with <laughs> <laughs> it felt really great once I was done. Um, but it was pretty fun at the at the beginning of it too. It's just like the writing. I would not recommend. <laughs> yeah. So Acacia's nodding her head. Yeah, I go ahead and share. On Monday, so two days ago. So I just just finished and oh yeah, so released to be done. Thank you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. What was yours about? Mine was on minority languages in Europe. Whoa, and she went to Europe to study them. Are you serious? Where in Europe? It, so the it's on the islands of Sardinia and Corsica, which are off of the west coast of Italy and like south of France. That is so much cooler than what I did. I wish I could go oh, back. They're and different. It's like not so even in the same category. It's like you're <laughs> sciency and mine's very liberal arts, but yours is like super. Did you defend in December? I did. Yeah, yeah. Did I finished. Did we? Was Sadaf not who we ran into on Mill at Casa? <gasps> yes. Yes, it was. Because <laughs> I remember she oh my God. just finished your thesis and you were out, I think, yes. celebrating. <laughs> I was. I was so ready. I was like, as soon as I'm done, I'm just going to be out and about. Like, I'm, <laughs> I was so ready. I went to Postino and got drunk at lunch before class. <laughs> as oh, one does God. after you finish yeah. such a milestone. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so what else are you supposed to do? Yeah, the party will continue this weekend. The party will continue this weekend. Once it's more appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. So excited for you. Thank you. Excited for you. Now Vontica's the she's she's real. She said I inspired her. She just wants to be done already. (laughs) You know, that inspiration lasted a day. Like when I saw you present on Monday, I was like, Oh, I can't wait to start writing. And Mondays when I started writing, and I actually texted Sadaf about this too, because I asked to see her thesis because it like I just wanted to see how she formatted it. And I was like, Oh my gosh this is a lot of work. This is like pages and pages. And I have one outline document. That's like just for the intro, not even other parts of it. And so I was like, okay, I have a long road in front of me, but all my friends did it. Now it's my turn. Format. And then literally like the, or I did it like, so out of order. Like I think I did my abstract first. And then my introduction was very similar to my grant proposal because it off how I traveled was I got the Barrett Global Explorers grant. And so ASU like funded my field research. So wow. I had already written a good chunk of my thesis just yeah. for the 
proposal. And so I was able to copy that for the introduction. And I skipped all the way to end and wrote acknowledgements. Like I already thanked people before I was even done. So like you can just do the fun parts of it and you feel accomplished because you're like, I have the beginning and the end done. So I just need to do the middle. That's true. You also mm-hmm. did say that you made an outline, like a schedule for yourself and that really mm-hmm. helped. And so yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about doing that. Do you have mm-hmm. any tips or tricks at off for someone who's aspiring to finish their thesis? <laughs> Um, honestly, it's so hard because so much of it depends on the mentor. So if you like can't get like, I don't know, for me, it was very much like I was going to be graded on it on every section of it. It wasn't as much like a pass or fail because I was in the sequence. So it there was a lot of pressure in getting every section perfectly. I mean, there's already that pressure either way. But um, I was like, I want that A plus, like, give me give me that 100%. But um, my the, the the hard part is like figuring out when to write because mm-hmm. I don't know for us like we we need to like get in contact with our mentor a lot more I would I would say um as opposed to you know I would, I would imagine Acacia like it was a lot more independent work right of oh yeah no I, I emailed with my director like once a month like progress updates mm-hmm. <laughs> see that that I feel like is it's hard to do it on on your own but then also because you don't have to count on someone else to get back to you it, it it's like it has its drawbacks too but um I would say once you get the the green check from your mentor then it's like that's when it's easier because then you can just it it just depends on you and then you're like just so ready to be done that just you just want to do it you just want to do it yeah so good the checklist so good because then you have your physical thing that you can see yourself making progress and then also figure out like what your writing conditions are like we found out it was after 9 p.m in the Vista del Sol Community Center listening to the Nutcracker that was like the only conditions under which I could write my thesis so you just gotta (laughs) find your find your magic your magic situation very true yeah oh my gosh you're so right because so sorry no, um, I was going to ask my, what was your niche that you found? Yeah, I I would go to Noble and I would go in those one person study rooms um, and I'd sit there for like five, six hours and I just listen to um this. He's a composer. His name is Joshua uh, Kian Alampour. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of him, but his music is so good. It's like he has a song called Enemies to Lovers. And I think that's the one that's like the most popular out of all of his songs. Mm-hmm. But it's classical. There's like no words or anything in it. Okay. And you just feel like you're just flowing like through this castle and writing. I don't know. Yeah, it's, I love it's, that. It's, it's the vibe. Yeah. You're, we have a segment at the end where it's song of the week. We kind of jumped forward and did that, but that is a good one to keep in mind. I've also heard of people listening to the Mario Kart theme song, like that gets them energized and going. So uh, I'll have to find what works for me. Right now, when I'm just studying or doing my homework, I listen to instrumental Disney music and I feel like it's I fun. I sing to that though. I would yeah. be singing that I could yeah. not like and it's so interesting because I like so consistently listen to the Nutcracker it's interesting because I think I've been writing since the summer and in the summer I didn't need that like I I don't even know if I listen to music because I went to the library so it was like silent but then when I started writing in the fall I think I just I love doing like a whole ballet because that's like a really good length and then I like so I felt like that was really good so I did before Christmas but then like when I try and listen to it now like outside of that I'm like I'm like <laughs> <laughs> funny um but off, you're in student government aren't you um no I um 
I'm in a few clubs, but I, I wish I was in student government. Okay, I'm mixing I, you up with someone else. Avantika was telling me <laughs> about someone else you met that's in student government. So well, it was. We were all at the same event. So okay. it was the event that we had, the scholarship donor event, where we had got to have dinner with everyone. That was really a nice um, nice opportunity to talk to the donors and stuff. But the person sitting next to me was also a psychology major and she was also in the student government. And so, yeah, I, I probably told you everyone who was there in the stories just got confused. Yeah. So what else are you involved in then outside of school? Or um, <laughs> what else do I do? I feel like it's, it's so hard right now because because of the MCAT, like that is literally all I can do. But I've been getting into... I, I mean, like, school is, oh, my God, I'm doing a volleyball intramural for the first time. Don't know how to play volleyball. That's um, so I have my first game tonight. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I've been wanting to do volleyball intramurals. I just can't find a group of friends. And so if you're looking for an extra person, definitely let me know. Wait, that would actually be so much fun because I'm doing it with CJ, which you know oh, CJ. before. Yeah. And um, I'll ask him because he's technically the team captain, which is so funny because he has also never played volleyball before. <laughs> But um, we're going to suck. Like, we are, we're going in with the expectation that we will suck. But it'll you know, be so it's much. about having a good time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, although the first time that we went and played, I got hit in the face with volleyball. So I'm hoping no concussions tonight. There's a learning curve, um, you know? It only gets better. Exactly. As long as I touch the ball once during the entire game, I will consider that a win, you know? There you go. That's all that matters. So five people or how, or is it doubles or how many people is it? It's four people, and then you have alternatives. So, um, well, alternate. See, I don't even know the language, but um, <laughs> so we have one person right now that's um on the team. He's the alternate. Um, but I think we should be able to add more people. So I'm I'm gonna ask CJ, and if you want to join, yeah. we'll do it Wednesday night. So I'd love to. Supposed to do as Zavantka. I was supposed to do intramural basketball mm-hmm. with my boyfriend and his friends. But we, but now in spring semester, it's five v five, not three v three. So we had exactly five people. So that means no subs. And with basketball, like running up and down the court, that's like yeah. exactly, you need subs. And so we didn't do it. But maybe in the fall, since we'll be here for masters, um, we can do it because we'll have a group of three with alternates. There you go. You said something about session B's too. You can sign up then, or you just decided you don't want to do it's it. It's still five v five, I think. Gotcha. Or it's yeah. not even available in session B. Mm-hmm. I was talking to my sister about this yesterday because she's also on a volleyball intramural team, and I told her the same thing. I was like, "If you're looking for an extra person, like I'm free. I'd love to." And she totally shut me down. She was like, "No, I'm doing it with my friends." And I was like, "I'm not your friend." <laughs> yeah it was like harsh but okay she's part of devil's advos and so like they have a little group through the organization she tried to make her words better afterwards she was like no it's like you won't know anyone and I was like it's okay you did the damage already oh my god I know that's so funny this is something I always ask people is what made you choose ASU for going to college and then what made you choose your major slash like what's your ultimate career goal what's the dream job good questions um honestly with ASU it was purely because it was COVID and my dream schools were like Stanford Harvard you know and I was like there's no way I'm gonna get into those so it was either that or staying in state at the time and I didn't get into Stanford and Harvard so here we are (laughs) Um, but I um that's why I picked ASU and then my majors is actually really long story but I have a really hard time making decisions when it comes to big decisions. And so I want to make 
all of them, which is why I'm doing triple majors because I couldn't decide <laughs> just one. Um, and so I started off as biomedical engineering. And then two mm. weeks before classes started, I was like, there's no way in hell I will ever survive a biomedical engineering degree. I hate math. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know what I'm doing. And so I was like, okay, no, we're not doing that. So I changed it to biological sciences. And I was taking those classes first semester freshman year. And then I was like, what am I going to do with a biology degree? Like, let's say if med school doesn't work out, like, what am I going to do? Like, I don't really like biology that much either. So <laughs> then I was like, okay, genetics, that would be really cool. Like, I've heard genetics is really sick. So then I changed it to microbiology because I was like, I could go into go get like a PhD or something and become a geneticist or get a master's or something like that. So changed to microbiology. And then I heard about the global health major and how it like lets you study abroad. And I was like, that's really sick. And the classes look really cool. So then I added that as a minor. And I was like, if it's cool, I'll add it on as a major. And then I was like, wait, they have a neuroscience degree here. And purely because it sounded smart, I wanted to do it. Oh my gosh. You're so <laughs> Barrett for this. This this whole description is just like typical Barrett mentality. <laughs> I was like, I want something with bragging rights. Like if I don't get into med school, I might as well say like, oh yeah, I studied neuroscience. Like I need some sort of bragging rights, you know? And something to fall back on. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Not, not for a job, but purely for bragging. Right. Um, And so I was like, I'll do neuroscience instead. And thank God, because I took general genetics the semester after that. And I hated that shit. Like it was not, not for me at all. Um, I sucked at it. And so neuroscience, I, I picked that. And then I started doing research that summer and um, I found out I didn't completely know that you could do like a double major and a minor. Um, but then my my mentor, our mentor, our lab mentor, she was like, you know, you could do a double major in psychology. And I actually always wanted to do psychology, but purely because of some of the stereotypes with psych majors, which is so horrible, by the way, like that you wouldn't pick a major because of the stereotypes. But I was always interested in it. And then I was like, mm, no, like it just doesn't sound smart. And it's like, like. I don't know, like, what am I going to do? Become a psychologist? Like, yes, I would actually love to be a psychologist. Um, But at the time, I was like, mm, I don't know. But then because my mentor said it, I added it as a second major. Hadn't even taken a psychology course or anything like that. Finally took my first neuroscience course because this was all in the middle of the semester. So I couldn't change all my classes. And then I really liked it. And then my roommate last year, she is a triple major double minor. She's crazy. Um <laughs> She was like, you should just add global health as a third major. And I was like, I don't know. I think you're a little weird for <laughs> suggesting that. But then I looked into it and it actually wasn't hard. And I was like, I already like the classes. They added that as a third major. And I'm obsessed with all of the stuff I'm learning, thankfully. Like, it was all really spontaneous and not a lot of thought went into picking all of them. I just thought they all sounded cool. So I added it. Wow. And then, um, Yeah. <laughs> so are you what is your class load like per semester is it like 20 plus credits usually to be able to hit all three yeah I would say it started off as 21 I I, I had to take 20 to 21 credits for four semesters I would say mm-hmm. um and now I'm taking 12 actually oh, I'm wow. like bare metal <laughs> are you graduating in spring or do you have another year no I'm graduating in spring oh okay okay yeah so I'll, I'll get to be done soon. <laughs> yeah, intense load, but that diploma is going to be looking really great. Okay, so three. That means you get to play, pay triple for graduation, though, because you have to pay $100 per degree. 
That's so stupid. Just the fact that you have to pay for graduation. Like we don't give enough tuition money. And then on top of that, like you need to buy your robes and your gown and whatever else. It just never ends. Yeah. So it's so dumb. But um, I have two questions for you then. What, how much, well, three maybe. Yeah. How much overlap was there? And then what kind of doc do you want to be? And then where have you studied abroad? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Um, So overlap. Between global health and the rest of it, I would honestly say not a lot of overlap, but I was lucky because, so the stupid thing with, I don't know if they do this at other schools, but with ASU especially, like you don't get a a degree or any certificate for being pre-med, but I've taken Mm -hmm. all these pre-med courses. And so thankfully, a lot of them um, fell towards my global health degree, which was really nice, which is probably why I'm still able to graduate on time. Um, And then I would say neuroscience and psychology, definitely a lot more overlap but still because neuroscience is so biology and physics heavy and chemistry heavy um it's not as as much it's it's really cool because I get to learn the other side of it so if I learn about a uh, neuro neurological disorder in like a psychological psychological course a psychology course see I'm graduating I still don't know the term <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's it's a little bit of overlap you just get to learn the other side of it I would say it doesn't necessarily help you with the courses but um it like it's more interesting I would say and then your second question was what part of medicine I'm interested in right what yeah I want yeah I want to cardiothoracic surgeon I think that would be really cool um yeah I've always wanted to be a surgeon and cardio cardiovascular system seems really really cool so cardiac system all of that um, would be really sick. And I got to shadow cardiothoracic surgeon and she was the coolest person I've ever met. And so I want to be just like her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then studied abroad in France. I went last summer for three weeks and it was so cool. It was like, like was it the Lyon program or which summer? Um, was it? it was the city of lights program. And so it was about food and culture. So we literally went to Paris for three weeks and ate all of their foods. That's amazing. That's so fun. I studied abroad in France all last spring semester. So a year ago for the whole semester. And, but I was in the South. I was in Marseille, near Marseille. Oh my God. I think we visited. We might've visited. I don't know. Honestly, the three weeks were the most intense three weeks of my life because the program was literally scheduled to the minute. And so half the places we went to, I don't even just out of my mind. I have the pictures, but that's <laughs> it's actually really cool, Vontika. I don't know if you noticed this, but Barrett is doing a new study abroad that's um Barrett in the south of France and it's based in X where I did Oh my, my gosh. And it's like all the pictures are like of X. And so when they keep having the picture of the fountain, which I don't know if it's still under construction, but I never saw that goddamn fountain. And it is like the fountain of the city and it was under construction the entire time I was there. Ooh. I bet it's so nostalgic looking at all the pictures though. Yeah, I, I, I've literally been there. <laughs> yeah. No, I have like this little bit of I don't know if it's complex or what, but Barrett was going to Costa Rica or I think they were still planning on going. For the I almost friend. felt a little protective or jealous. Yeah. Like I don't want people like that was my place. I'd studied abroad there. Those are my I spots. Feel, I feel I, I don't don't feel necessarily protective of like yeah. this program. I'm like, I'm so great that people like get to go and do the thing, but I'm also like, it's kind of a shame that it's only for a couple of weeks. Like they're not right. gonna, I mean, 
because they're not staying, they're staying in X, but then they're going to other places. So they're not going to like get to fully absorb X, which is like the great program. Um, I wonder if it's going to be like in the same housing, like we had like in like in the cruise housing and everything. Yeah. To me, so like, I need to find somebody who ends up doing it to talk to them about it. No, that was just the name of the place. Yeah, so the the French, like, their dorm system, so since everything's, you know, like, nationalized, their Mm -hmm. dorm company organization is called Le Cruz. Oh, okay. They're really really shitty dorms. It's like the equivalent of saying you live in Hassey. Like, it's... (laughs) Okay. So not Cruz levels. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. That's funny. Yeah, study abroad. Like yours was just a couple weeks. Mine was just a couple months. Acacia's like done a whole semester. Even though it varies on like how your experience goes, I think it's still so life changing. Like I, I love my experience so much. And I'm hopefully, I actually, this reminded me because I haven't looked into it yet. No, not yet. But maybe today I want to study abroad or like there's this volunteer organization. There you go. That's the term. They go to Peru and you can choose how long you want to go and you can volunteer in all sorts of different sectors. And so I would do the medical sector and I get to help out with like clinic visits and I get trained in like medical Spanish. Um, So that would be really exciting. And it'd be like my last summer before med school. And so that this conversation reminded me I have to apply for that. Yeah. Is it no, oh. it's an Arizona-based organization, and then it has been advertised in the Digest a couple times. It's called Vive Peru. Um, cool. Yeah. So, ha- so you're taking the MCAT then in like April, May, in March, in March, and then so are you not starting until like January then because of the application cycle? So I'm taking it. I'm taking a gap year. So I'll be starting August 2025. Hopefully, if I get in. <laughs> What are your plans for your gap year? Um, so I actually just got a job. It's a scribe job. So I'll just be scribing full time, um, which is nice because I know a lot of people are still looking for a job. So I, I feel super lucky to have gotten it. It was just by complete chance. I I mean, it wasn't a chance. I applied to 21 places and these were the only people that responded to me. Um, so I'm super excited because I'll, I'll just get to work for the whole year. And yeah, it'll be fun. Right. And it's like have some time you'll have a pretty flexible schedule to be able to do stuff and like kind of be a little free. Yeah, exactly. No, and scribing is a perfect job because you can put it on the resume, you get the experience and the hours, and then it's nine to five. So like Acacia said, you can hopefully take time off or take weekends or whatever, do your own thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, have, no, 100%. Have you gone to travel much besides the study abroad to France? So I, um, I went to a couple places in Arizona, definitely like I, any chance I get, I am traveling. So like I'll, I convinced all my friends to go to like Flagstaff and like, um, the Grand Canyon, you know, all the normal places that everyone goes to. But then I have gone to San Francisco a couple times, um, in college twice, actually. Um, and then I also went to Portland last spring break, which was really cool because I hadn't been there, but, um, Outside of the U.S., I haven't really had a chance to go anywhere other than just, you know, Mexico, going to Rocky Point, um, and then going on. We went on a couple of cruises with my family, but I am planning on going to Iceland this this May. Oh, yeah. is that with the Baird and Iceland trip or just? 
No, so I actually had no idea they were gonna go. Um, but they're going the exact one exactly one week before I go. So mm-hmm. I'm actually going with my roommate. And I've it's been my top travel place for years, and I'm so yeah. excited to go. But we're going for a week. We already have um everything booked for for months already, and I'm so excited because it's gonna be I think during the daytime, like only when they don't have nights. Um, so I'm really excited. That yeah, is so exciting. Yeah. I that's like high on my list, and especially it's not too too expensive because like Iceland Air subsidizes because they need to help with tourism and then also I had someone tell me yesterday because they really want to go to Iceland that this year the Aurora Borealis is supposed to be like the most bright and vibrant than it has been in the past 10 years like it's it's like a year for the northern lights did you know that when you booked or that's I have no idea I actually I'm not sure, like, how long do they have the Aurora Borealis? Is it only right, like, throughout the winter or is it year-round? I don't remember. I think you have to look, you look it up, but they also have, like, apps that are, like, trackers that'll tell you when it's, like, visible. I have to go look at that. So cool. That'd be so much fun. I really want to go. I haven't, like, been to any places like that that's, like, Nordic Scandinavia kind of at all, so I really, really, really want to do that. Mm -hmm. Speaking of... Sorry. Sorry, I was going to say, speaking of Mexico, you told me a really crazy story of when you went and came back. I think that would be perfect for the podcast if you want to share again. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Um. So I think it was, did I tell you it was this last summer? I think it was this last summer. Yeah. Um. And so my family and two other family friends, two other families, we all went to Rocky Point and we drove through the border and we were there for like four days and it was super sunny in Rocky Point, but apparently it was flooding like all over Arizona just like downpour all those four days and it was the beginning of monsoon season so it was just starting to you know rain a lot and so we were about to come back and we were you know at the border in time like doing everything by the books we're like we don't know if we're gonna get stuck like let's let's be on top of it so we get to the border contrary to Avantika's story when they tried to get in the wrong line because it was shorter (laughs) oh my gosh what a mess that story was so funny. She she told me that story when I, I think I was telling her that this story. It's just funny that we both have like America Mexican border story. Yeah, <laughs> it's just I feel like it's a rite of passage when you live in Arizona. But um, yeah, so we were we got in line and we hadn't gotten to the border yet, but the line was just so long and we couldn't really like understand why it was so long but somehow people were still going through and so after like two or three hours in traffic at the border we finally get through it's like 4 p.m at this point I would say and um first off we needed to pee really bad because the the traffic was really bad so we uh, get through and we're like it's fine we're not going to stop right now at the border because we've been here for so long we just want to get away we'll stop at the first town that we see on the way so we start driving and we're driving and driving like about an hour out. It like we it's severe traffic and it's a highway. So it's, it's only like two lanes, one lane going towards, you know, Arizona and then one lane going towards Mexico. And so it's just there's no movement. We were sitting there for like 20 minutes, just waiting for a car to move. Nothing, no movement at all. Like we're just we're stuck. Um, and so it gets to the point where I think it like 45 minutes passed by and we like really need to pee at this point. So it's it's gone bad. And so a couple of people we see like out in front of us start to get out of their, their cars, probably to also pee because we've all been stuck there for, for hours. Um, and it's just there's the cars aren't moving. And so 
we get out of the car a couple of people go and go behind a couple bushes <laughs> and um we look in front and there's just a long line of cars like so long i'm talking like at least a mile or so more than that honestly a mile doesn't sound like that long but like there are just so many cars in front of us and people are starting to get out of their their cars um and are just like walking around which is also crazy because you never realize like how it's gonna feel walking through a highway till you're stuck in traffic and you're getting out there you're like wow i'm never gonna be like around these mountains again like no one ever gets out it's in the middle of nowhere you can't get out there's nowhere to park and so um we start walking forward and then we see that there's just a complete like river built in front of this car and i'm, I'm talking like 30 40 50 cars in front of us we've, we've gotten to the front of the line and there's just an absolute it's it's completely flooded and so everyone all these cars behind are completely stuck and then on the other side of the water, there's the border patrol car people <laughs> and they can't get through either. They're just looking at us like they don't know what to do at this point. <laughs> and it's like five, five thirty ish at this point. I think it was like five thirty six ish, I would say at this point. And so the sun hadn't quite set yet, but it was starting to get close to when like it was going to be dark out and everyone's just standing around like no one knows what to do and we're standing there for like 20 minutes the the cop car the border patrol people are just like on their phones like calling people and there's also no no signal out there so they were like talking with like their special things i don't know what they're called like they're walking <laughs> i don't know um and so they're like talking they're trying to figure out what to do and just nothing they're, they're they haven't come up with any solutions um <laughs> also i'll jump in really quick and say you showed me videos of this river like river doesn't give it justice it had movement and it was like moving branches and like water was flowing it was like a whole body of water in the middle of the road literally in the middle of the desert there's like no yeah. body of water anywhere nearby and so it was crazy it was insane so no car could get through because like you just get washed through with the water and so we don't know, like, everyone's just standing around and everyone's tired, everyone's hungry. Um, and then at the, the very front, there was this big truck. I think they were college students. They looked like they were about my age at the time, maybe a year younger. Um, and they were, like, so sick of it. They were like, we we have school tomorrow. Like, we need <laughs> to go. And um, I think this might have been spring break of last year or, like, I don't know, summer. I don't know. It was during school, some point where there was still school. Like, we have to go back. Like, we have school tomorrow. We can't stand around here. And the cops were like, well, you, like, we don't recommend that. Like, I don't know what you want. We can't even get through. Like, how are you guys going to get to? They're like, we'll figure it out. And so they, <laughs> in their truck, and they just start driving full force through this river. And at first, it's like they look like they're about to get washed through, like with the water. It looked really scary. But then somehow they made it across. And then it like caused a little whirlpool, whirlpool situation. And so the things that were stuck, the branches and stuff start spinning and they like fall out. And so the water that was stuck, that was like slowly passing through, starts going through really, really fast. And so they literally cleared the, the little river thing and then people started going past them. And so everyone was pissed because they were like, why didn't you guys do that an hour and a why half ago? Why did the do that, right? Yeah, why did the big truck? Like, yeah. And the, the cops were in trucks. Like their trucks were probably bigger than these guys, like these kids. So it was, it was crazy. <laughs> and so everyone just started going through this. All the cars were practically like swimming through these waters. And then... It was it was just insane. I've never seen anything like that. Like I wish I could show you guys like the video of like what it looked like. Avantika saw it, but like it was just it was crazy. Yeah. It was the most insane story. story.
but you made it home safe. You got some pretty pictures of the mountains during sunset. It was great. Got to eat food after. It was wonderful. There you go. Yeah. I thought that was a crazy story. It's always something. So, Sarah, you don't know this about me, but I'm a big traveler. Like, so much. Never been to Rocky Point. I have crossed the border once in my whole life, and it was in high school for a school trip. That's so crazy. Right. Okay, you haven't talked about Mexico, so I kind of did know that, but I, I never made the connection. We should just do a spring break trip. That'd be so easy. So my, my parents don't love the idea of that, even though everyone does it. And I literally speak Spanish, but they're still like, they're just like, hmm, which I mean, like valid. Like, we hear too many bad stories. Yeah. yeah, there's, it's better if you have a bigger group. Like, I think I'd be better, like in a group than just like the two of us, because yeah. even though we can't speak Spanish, we're still women. And they definitely, they're still the cartels, you know? They exactly. Play. If they want to do something, they'll do something. Exactly. So... For sure. Well, at some point that has to be on the bucket list. Maybe we'll find a bunch of other friends or like bachelorette party or something. That could be fun. That would be fun. Yeah. Um, We are getting to the end of the time. Did we want to pivot to song of the week, which we touched on earlier? This time I'm actually prepared. I actually thought of a song. I know this is very uncommon for me. Never prepared. She's never prepared. That's so I can, I can start us off. I heard of this song because have you guys heard of Darcy Lynn? She's like one America's Got Talent. She was a ventriloquist, super random. Yes. I don't, yeah, I don't, for some reason I follow her and she posted about this song and it's super catchy, super vibey. It's called Broke by Claire Ernest. And it's kind of harsh. It's about this, uh, like the girl who's singing, she's calling her boyfriend broke. And she's like, I'd never be with you, but you're lucky that you're cute. Uh, you have no money. I'm always paying for everything, but you just have to listen to it. it it's like slightly harsh, but I'm glad it's not directed towards me. Interesting. Okay. <laughs> Sadoff, do you have a ready or do you need a minute to think? Um, I need I need one minute, I think. Okay. I'm gonna mine, I can do mine then. So mine is Luna by Fade and ATL Jacob. I've I've been listening to that song probably 50 times this week, like so okay. much. It's just been on repeat. It's super catchy. I love Fade. He's one of my favorite Spanish artists. So mm-hmm. it's Fade for sure. I I think mine has to be either falling behind or valentine by loy bay okay. i don't know i don't know if you guys have heard of her but oh, yeah. i've heard of her she's so cool i love her <laughs> so much um because it's her music is like so jazzy and it's just so relaxing listening to her and especially when it was raining and walking through the rain while, while listening to her was the most perfect vibe anyone could ever ask for. 10 mm-hmm. hours I would recommend. Yeah. Speaking Love. of weather in Arizona, just really quickly, it got hot all of a sudden. Like, what this happened to hoodie weather? It got up to 76, and then today yeah. I was 78. Like, I literally was walking from my apartment to class today, and I was like, I should have worn shorts. I stopped wearing a jacket. I didn't want a jacket yeah. all week. But like, I was like, I should- it is supposed to rain tomorrow. And so yeah. beware for that. And then I think it's going to cool down again. Yeah. That we, otherwise, winter was way too short because it took mm-hmm. so long to get cold. And it's then it, I was like, there's no way it's already over. I haven't even got through all the hoodies in my closet yet. Because like, <laughs> there's still some I haven't worn. I'm like, shoot, I need to bring those out. Yeah, okay. I had to change my outfit three times yesterday because it was so hot. I kept just sweating through everything I was wearing and I felt disgusting. So I was like, exactly. I'm, I'm changing again. It was so horrible. I'm like, you know what? I feel bad because I was like, you know, I'm ready for it to warm again. I'm so sick of the cold. And right. then what I get. And now I'm like, no, I want to. No, I'm not ready yet. 
Because you know what? It's fine when you're sitting still. Like when you're just like standing outside, it's not bad. But like when you're like hustling between class, as we do, it's too a heavy much. backpack. Like, yeah. oh you know yeah. what? The ice thing is with the backpack straps, the worst. That the is why. That is why I use a tote if I don't have that much to carry. But this semester, I have textbooks for my French class that I have to like carry around. And so, but what I do is so I only have to walk it there and back once because I go all the way back to Barrett in between classes for lunch. And so I leave my backpack at the tutoring center since I technically work there. And so oh, I leave my tutoring center in Durham so that I just pick it up on my way to class on my way back. That's so smart. That's so smart. They should have lockers around campus for that. That'd be nice. At Thunderbird, they have lockers. Mm. Yeah, lockers needs to step it up. <laughs> Sorry, we jumped all over the place, but I, I had to mention the weather. But we are at the end. Thank you so much, Sada, for being on, for talking to us. It's a really enjoyable episode. So fun. Yeah. We um, need to purposely fun. all go out to mill together now. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And fun. especially because I lost you guys last time. And yeah. then I honestly was too drunk to remember to text again. I was like, I could just text her. Um, but well, no, staying there. at the same place though is funny because we were making Avantika's birthday invitation mm-hmm. in the club. <laughs> so it was we we really didn't move. We stayed in that spot the whole time. No, but we because you're at Vista too, right? So we can just like all take the streetcar together. We'll we'll make it a thing. It'll be fun. That'd be so much fun. I'm so down. Okay. Yeah. Yay. Let's do it. Thank you so much for being on. It was great to meet you and looking it's forward to seeing you in person. Yes. Yes, it was so great. Great to see you again. Um, I completely forgot that we ran into each other. Avantika forgot. I'm the one who realized this. Now we just have to make it a point to do it again. On yeah. No, 100%. I'm holding you guys to that. I'm yeah, so excited. Okay. Well, thank you everyone for tuning into this one. And we will see you on the next episode. Bye. Thank you for listening to Staccato. If you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to leave us some stars and a review telling us what you think.